Hey, what's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to Arrowhead Live. We're coming at you with episode 12. I'm Grant here with my co-host, Ori. What's going on, guys? Um, today we have a very special guest. His name is Dion Francis. He's a former running back of McNeese State University. Say what's going on, Grant and Ari? Man, thank y'all for having me on today. I really appreciate this opportunity. Of course, of course. We'd love to have you. Yeah, no problem. So to get started, we're going to just kind of start doing some questions for you. So uh, just how about you tell us about yourself and away from football, hobbies, interests, anything you want to talk about? Okay, well, recently, like two weeks ago, I actually graduated with a bachelor's degree in uh, science with a concentration in chemistry. So when I'm not playing ball, that's what I'm kind of focusing on. You know, I've always been interested in science and that kind of deal. So awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's the way to go. You got to get you got to get that stuff out of the way, and then, uh, you know, you, you focus on ball, and then once you're done with that, you got to have somewhere to go, and a lot of guys don't really plan for that, you know, so that's good that you're yeah. getting ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. So, what would um, be your ideal dream job if you weren't, if it's with a science degree? Can you say it again? I couldn't hear you. What would be, your, like, your ideal job for your, with your science degree? Actually, what I want to do, I want to work with, like, different helmet companies. That way we can make football even safer, you know, working with Riddell or, you know, that kind of deal. And I think yes. that I'll bring a different kind of experience to their company because I'm, I don't, I'm not sure how many actual football players they have, like, working on the helmets. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I think they just do that, you know, and they do some in-lab testing and stuff like that. But, like, I'm not sure they they might not do, like, a lot of consulting with, like, players about, like, you know, like when when you get a concussion, like what like angles are you hit at and stuff like that. So that's yeah. good because you know I've been following ever since I I mean I stopped playing football in high school um, uh, or whenever I got out of high school I've you know dealt with so many injuries torn meniscus, uh, shoulder, broken ankle, all types of stuff. So I was, I pretty much just gave up on it and you know pursued my my passion of the game in a different direction. But um, but yeah, so like that's pretty cool because. You know, I've been watching these guys over, is it, I think it's Vicious or Vices? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And those guys are like, you know, they're the first ones to go the route with like the soft, like outer shell, softer outer shell helmet. And, um, you know, a lot of people haven't done that because all these guys are, you know, stuck in their, the the ways that it's always been done with this hard outer shell. And, you know, it's not, it's not doing any good for guys and like I, you, so. And I actually just, when I was in the spring league, I actually wore that helmet. And, man, it's, you can tell the difference. Really? Yeah, you can really tell the difference. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, um, like like we were saying, you know, you're um, you're a smaller guy. You're 5'7", 200 pounds. You always, probably your whole life, you've had to put in that extra work, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just to get a shot. Yeah, yeah. So, and you're, you're from Pasadena, Texas. So, you're... Yeah. Did you grow up in Pasadena, or are you... Yeah, I grew up in Pasadena. It's Pasadena, South Houston area. It's Southeastern part of Houston. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. And uh, and then uh, you you had did you have a pro day or did you have like a separate workout or what? Because you said you ran a four five one forty, which is which is pretty nice. And then uh, four two uh, four two four twenty yard shuttle, correct? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a private workout. Yeah. Nice. Um, and so like, you know what what. What have you done? Did you so you graduated this year, correct? Yes, I did. Okay, and then um, so like, what have you been? What is your been? What has been your main focus? You know, since you since you graduated, 
um, you know, working your way um, with your goal of getting into the NFL? I'm just really, for, for one, trying to build more connections. Because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, you have to you have to know people to get to that level. And then, as far as my skill set, I'm trying to add more 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 size to my frame and add more dimension to my game too. So, have you? Um, what did have you? How much weight have you added? You know, since since you started, you know, really grinding on it. I'm about six to seven pounds. Nice. So you're Plus, under. Yeah. So you're under 200, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good because, like, I mean, I don't know. Are you – do you follow the Chiefs at all? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, so they just drafted Darwin Thompson. You know, he's – that's another guy. He's 5'8", 200 pounds. So you're mm-hmm. – you know, you're right in the same boat as him. Yeah. That's when I seen it. It really inspired me, too. More, it seems like the, the game is turning more to guys with my size and skill set, too. So that's very encouraging. Yeah, those guys have always had a role, you know – uh I mean, the first guy, you know, with me growing up, the first guy that really, like, stu- stood out to me as one of those smaller guys was um, Darren Sproles. And then you had Maurice, Maurice Jones-Drew, who's who's quite a bit – I mean, he's bulkier. The dude is like a bowling ball. But, you know, he's <laughs> he's a shorter guy, too. He's like 5'6 or 5'7. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, both of those guys <clears throat> were part of my inspiration, too. I seen them play, and I'm like, man, I could do this. I realize I'm not going to be 6'4". No, you don't need to be. <laughs> You don't have to be. No, you those, don't. Those guys really, really open the door for, for smaller guys. So, so, so what? Uh, so, what do you think? What would you say that first kind of drove you to start playing football? Um, honestly, my earliest memories of football and like wanting mm-hmm. me wanting to play was coming home from church on Sundays and sitting next to my dad on the couch, you know, watching the game till I fall asleep. Yeah. So it just became a part of me, like subconsciously, I guess. And then when I actually started playing, just like, you know, just playing street ball, you know, with neighborhood kids, mm-hmm. I was always faster than everybody. I was always faster <laughs> than like they would tackle me. So I was like, wow, I'm actually pretty good at this. I have something that God gave me, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, for, and th- yeah. I think that's how, I think that's how a, lot, a lot of people form, like, their, you know, for same for me, I mean, not playing, but... Uh, my love for the Chiefs came be- just because my dad's a big Chiefs fan, and you kind of, you know, it's kind of a bonding experience between you and your dad for sure. Yeah, and whenever, whenever you, whenever you get a little taste of it, especially when you're young, um, it's hard to get rid of it. I know with all the stuff, you know, all the the political atmosphere and all that, you know, people are talking about, oh, I'm not going to watch the NFL and this and that. To be honest, I'm not sure anything could really happen with the NFL, and I could be like, you know, okay, I'm not. Like, I'm not going to watch it anymore. Like, that's how, like, that's how big a part of my life the game is. And, like, you know, I'm just here to watch the game and enjoy it. And anything that goes on outside of that, I'll let the experts, you know, take care of that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I understand that point. Yeah. That's that's how I stand on it. So, um, anyway, uh, moving on to the next question. Um, what did you learn most from participating in the in the spring league this past this past year? Uh, the Spring League really was an amazing experience that allowed me to be evaluated by, like, former NFL coaches. And then, not just that, um, it really showed me, me being an FCS guy, a smaller school guy, he gave me an opportunity to compete with the Big 12 guys, you know, mm-hmm. SEC guys, um, you know, your, your bigger school guys. And, and, you know, being a smaller school guy, you always kind of wonder where you stand. In your heart, you know, like, man, I, I could be on – you know, playing on ABC at night, you know, every week. Right. I could be playing in these FBS bowl games. 
but I was just a little bit short, you know? So it's like, that really gave me, gave me the confidence and just let me know, like, man, I had it the whole time, you know? Of course. And, uh, yeah. You know, you, and then even my, sorry to catch you up. Even my, my running back coach that during the spring league, Steve Fairchild, mm-hmm. he was the, uh, old OC for the St. Louis, uh, Rams oh, okay. back in the day with like Marshall Falk. And yeah. Everything. Yeah. So man, it was, it was really cool picking his brain, like trying to learn what I can improve my game on. That of course. Kind of thing, so. Yeah. And I mean, you, you really only need one shot, you know, cause I mean, you get in there and you show that, you know, you're quicker than everybody else, or or you can outrun everybody else. You come in at five seven, you know they're not, they're gonna stop seeing that size as long as you're making plays, you know, out there at camp and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what happened. Like the first, I remember the first day, everybody, everybody kept making a big deal, like, oh man, you're short, you're short, you're short. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, I get it, I'm five seven, it's cool. <laughs> that's what they seen me move. It was like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, I am. Of course, and that's what they want to do. They they want to break you down to see if you want to, you know, to see if you want to keep going, even though you're short. Then like they're gonna put so much focus on that, and they're gonna keep, you know, pounding that into your head and stuff like that. And they're gonna see if you, if you can like, overcome that criticism, you know, and and keep going because that's what they want. They want guys that want to be there and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And b- building, uh, kind of building on that when you. Like you said, you mentioned that you you have to had to work harder because you're shorter, and you had to have build a different skill set. How would you say that uh, your skill set would fit into the Chiefs' offense? Well, I feel like I fit that Chief, the Chiefs' offense in many ways. I'm really a, I'm one cut back that like thrives running inside or outside. Like I, I'm, I see the hole, I go. It's it's simple for me. Mm-hmm. And then as far as I can catch the ball in the perimeter too, I've seen a lot of times, you know. Andy Reid has plays called it where the back motions out and he's flanking out and they throw a little swing pass to him and mm-hmm. he's really one-on-one with like a backer or a safety type of deal. And that's really what my game is. So I could definitely make plays in space. Of course. And, you know, the the bigger part of the game that, you know, running backs catching balls out of the backfield becomes because, I mean, as you know, um, the the term running back is has kind of become diluted because – you know, get with guys like Le'Veon Bell and Tariq Cohen and all those guys, you know, um, they really want, uh, they want a running back, you know, that can line up in the slot, you know, and and go catch passes now. Um, And so if you, if you can do that, you know, you're already one step ahead of everybody because, um, you know, that the, as the bell cow, as they used to call it, you know, that's, that's kind of being phased out of the game. They don't, I mean, a bell cow isn't exactly, I mean, you know, Jordan Howard, of the of the Bears was a was a bell cow a couple years ago, you know, and, and he got phased out of the game by by Tariq Cohen, you know, who's five six, two hundred pounds, just like you. So yeah, like, yeah. because he can catch the ball, like that's just that's just the way that the game is trending, and you know, so that that gives that gives dudes like you and um, you know, guys that that have really put the work in, you know, had like you like already said, you know, you've had to you've had to add things and mold your your game in a different way. Um, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, catching passes is, is a, is an example of that, that you've had yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Like guys like that really, really, like, like you said, Tariq Cohen, like mm-hmm. that really opened my eyes this past season watching him. I'm like, wow, he actually took carries away and, and play, reps away from Jordan Howard and Jordan Howard yeah. is a heck of a back, you know? Yeah. And he was, I mean, 1300 yards in his rookie season and then. You know, and then they then they tra- they traded him away, and now, <laughs> yeah. you know, now they yeah. got 
now they have Tariq Cohen, who's probably going to get you know two hundred to two hundred fifty total touches this year, and um, and then they yeah. brought in was it I think Mike Davis, who was the guy in in, uh, in Seattle. Seattle last year. So, yeah, yep. um, and then building off of you talking about your fit within the Chiefs offense, um, do you have a, do you have a favorite Chiefs player of all time? Yes, I do. He's close to my heart, man. Jamal Charles. Ooh. Jamal, Jamal Charles, man. That guy. <laughs> man. It's, and it's crazy. It's crazy because my cousin actually played on the same high school team with him. So I've got I've got to see him play a long time. Port Arthur. Like, I, yeah, Port Arthur. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man. And then he went to UT. And I, <laughs> I was a big UT fan, you know, growing up. Uh-huh. So I watched him there. Then he got drafted by the Chiefs. Yep. I was already a Chiefs fan. But then when he got there, it just solidified it for me. For sure. And that's like, I mean, my, my brother, he ran track at UT. So, like, I grew up obviously watching Jamal Charles play football. But then, like, I would he would he ran track there, too. And so, like, I got to watch Jamal Charles run track. And it was just, like, another dimension of it. And then the Chiefs drafted him. And I was like, because I've been a Chiefs fan my whole life. And um, mm-hmm. that was just, like, another one. Because, you know, they had, I mean, Derek Johnson, too. So, um, you know, those guys, they've had good luck with the – They've had good luck with the Longhorns, and hopefully they got another one, Gary Johnson, the linebacker. Hopefully they can turn him into something as well. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. So the next question I would, uh, who do you, who would you say that you model your game after? I would say honestly, I would say my, I model my game after Jamal Charles and uh, Adrian Peterson. I mean, like if speaking on Jamal though, I've like always admired his speed and like his mm-hmm. how smooth he runs. And then, speaking on Adrian Peterson, I feel like as a 90s baby, who didn't watch Adrian Peterson oh, like, in high school, man? Like, <laughs> I, I I remember just sitting in the back of class, like, watching, as soon as I finished my work, watching Adrian Peterson highlights, pregame, like, watching Adrian Peterson highlights. Like, man, the guy's just a freaking nature. Yeah, and, and that, that guy, like, you know, they talk about, you know, dudes coming out of high school and playing basketball and stuff. Well, you know, football is a little bit different because, you know, coming out of high school as a playing football you know you don't you don't have like that that muscle bill well adrian peterson was like is like one of the dudes that i've seen in my lifetime that could have come straight out of high school and played football in the nfl like he honestly didn't change much because that dude was just i mean that dude was a freak i mean he was like like fournette and uh and then miles garrett who miles garrett i actually played against him in high school wow and uh yeah i had uh i was supposed to block him i played slot receiver and um i was supposed to block him on a uh, screenplay and um i mean the dude was i'm like i'm i'm 5'11 you know 175 pounds the dude was just gonna throw me out of the way anyway yeah, yeah. so i was like i was like what's the point in this like this isn't even fair but but yeah so like i don't know just some dudes <laughs> i mean People like us, you know, we got to work for it if we really want it. And then dudes like that, yeah. they don't even have to do anything. Because I remember Miles Garrett in high school. That guy didn't even have to do anything. You know, he'd go to the weight room and he'd put his weight and stuff like that. But then, like, he didn't have to do any of the extra work if he didn't want to. Because I'm mean, a dude 6'5", 280 pounds. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, um, some guys are just, some guys are just. Less with it. It's crazy. Like, God really took his time. It was like, look, I'm going to just give you the skill set. Now, what are you going to do? For and sure. other guys like us have to, you know, grind it out. But hey, I, I appreciate the grind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then speaking of of modeling your game, um, where do you model your your inspiration from? Where does the inspiration in your life, 
you know, for football or your education or, or whatever, where does that inspiration come from? That comes from straight from my parents. I mean, those are two of the hardest working people mm-hmm. you're ever going to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad, he's he's an engineer, engineering specialist for Centerpoint Energy. Mm-hmm. And then my mom's a school teacher. So, you know, my dad was an athlete as well. So, from day one, it's always been, you're going to college, you're going to play sports in college, but you're going to get your degree. That's the most important thing. So, mm-hmm. seeing them sacrifice for us, for me and my, my four brothers, we never had to want for anything. Because they sacrifice, and mm-hmm. that's—I take those like those principles, um, and like that. This, those disciplines, that those kind of teachings, mm-hmm. and I just apply to everything in my life. Of course, and that's you know that's that's the way to go because you know your parents raised you that way, and and now whenever you have kids, if you have kids, you're gonna you're gonna pass that on to your children, you know, and you're you're building a you know not only building a legacy for yourself, but you're also building a legacy for your children, just like your parents did for you, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we kind of talked about it whenever we first started. Um, but when football is over for you, um, what, um, what is, what are you going to pursue, um, in your life? It doesn't necessarily have to be a career. Um, it can be a hobby or, um, you know, hobbies and careers. Like, uh, where, where do you expect your life to go? Um, when all is said and done for you, um, uh, playing sports? Really just, I think the ultimate goal is to leave a legacy, leave a positive legacy. Mm-hmm. Even like you were just talking about, like, with your children, like, just want to be that person that somebody can say, can, can look at my story, you know, and draw inspiration from. Of course. You know, like, an underdog guy who never stopped working. Of course. Anything. So that's that's what I plan on doing for the rest of my life after football is over. Of course. Well, um, we're rooting for you, man. We're rooting really for you. We, yeah, really hope it works out for you for sure. Yeah, we're, we really are rooting for you. Just, you know, keep working and, um, you know, as you get knocked down, just make sure you get right back up and, you know, get, get in those dudes' faces that told you you couldn't do it and stuff like that. So, definitely, definitely. Um, and then, like, uh, I don't know, you know, the AEF, you know, that's kind of like the spring league. Um, a little bit more advanced and stuff. They got shut down, but you know they got uh-huh. they got the uh, the XFL coming. Um, you know, so if you yeah. still need some development after that, have you looked into that at all? Yeah, I have. I have. Uh, I, I recently applied to the. Uh, really, I was. Yeah, to the, I was uh, just about to, to say the, that. Uh, yeah, so that I know that um, that Houston workout is June eighth. I want to say nice. Are the yeah. have you looked into the have you applied to all of them or did you have you only applied to the Houston one? I only applied to Houston one, but I plan on applying to each and every one of them. Okay, cool. Yeah, because yeah. I'm you know I'm up here in Arlington and uh, I actually I actually just applied for a job with the Dallas team um, as the social media director. So you know okay. if you're if you're up here, man, I'd, oh, if yeah. you if you have for your sure. workout or something like that, I'd love to come watch. So oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Sweet. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, we really loved having you. Yeah, we really appreciate it, man. And I'm, I'll be rooting for you. Definitely keep us updated on what on what's going on with you. Oh, I definitely will. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate this opportunity. You know, a lot of people don't, a lot of people overlook the underdog. You know, they don't give of them course. a platform to, to to tell their story. You know, of course. And I just really appreciate you guys. Yeah, for sure. You know, we'll we'll fight for you, um, just like we did with Kenny and a couple other guys. Um, we'll put your we'll put your name out there because. You know, a lot of guys, you know, they don't have somebody doing that work for them. 
Um, so we'll, we'll definitely help you out. We're rooting for you and, you know, we'll stay engaged with you on social media. If you ever need anything up here in Arlington, just let me know. Um, we'll be here, ma'am. All right. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you. You have have a great night and, uh, enjoy your brother's graduation. All right. I will. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right, guys, so that was Dion Francis. He's a former running back of McNeese State University. Man, another another underdog story, man. And, you know, I, I, I hate hearing those, and I love hearing those because, you know, those it sucks that those guys have to, you know, they have the skill set and everything. Um, and it sucks that the NFL is still, still overlooking these guys, you know, yeah. just like they, you know, just like they did with, um, I mean, hell, Tariq Cohen, Tariq Cohen was a what? I think he was a fourth round pick, right? Was he a fourth round? I think round? so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And you know, this guy comes in and he dominates. And then, you know, Darren Sproles has done it, and you know, all these guys have done it year after year. And there's always these guys, and you know, they just don't get their chance. And you know, so we're rooting for you, Dion. Um, yeah. And uh, we hope we know you'll get your chance. Um, eventually you just got to keep working and, you know, keep working through it. So he, he um, seemed like a, he even, he seemed just like a really cool dude too. Like really oh, down to earth. Sure. Really. Of course. Like, you know, if he was, you know, some, somebody, the underdogs could just humble. be was assholes, humble. but like, yeah, he is really humble. He's that yeah. doesn't like, definitely sounds like a good dude. Yeah. And he seems like he's, he's got his priorities in check. He's sitting here for and sure. he's, he's ready. He's ready to work for himself and, you know, work for his family and everything. That's, that's pretty freaking cool. So. Um, anyway, we're moving on to um, our OTA updates. Um, so first off, you know, the coaches, I believe Dave Tobe in particular, mm-hmm. he was gushing about Byron Pringle. And, um, you know, I kind of said this, I mentioned it um, multiple times actually during this, during the offseason, is that Byron Pringle, you know, he, he looks different, you know, like this dude has definitely added some bulk to his frame. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I don't I mean I know a lot of guys, you know, they don't they don't post their stuff, you know, week in and week out, but um Byron Pringle, he was working every single day. Like every single day. All these guys are on vacation and stuff like that. And Byron Pringle's out there like doing extra drills and stuff like that, working his butt off. So you know, for a guy like Byron Pringle, um, who's also, you know, he was a small school guy and then he got his chance at K State and you know, he's had he's had his fair share of, you know, legal issues and stuff like that, but you know, he's getting his chance right now, and I believe he's making the most of it, and I hope he is, so. Yeah, for sure, and I, he definitely, he looks he looks bigger now. He's definitely been putting in the work, so, you know, hopefully that'll you know, come and pay off for him here this season. Hopefully he can be a, a bigger part of our offense than he was last year and uh, just another weapon for Mahomes to utilize and mm-hmm. just, yeah, hopefully it'll, he'll end up, uh, he, maybe he can become a star on this team. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you know, um, Tobe was talking about, he was saying, you know, the dude, not only does he look different, but, like, um, he's saying the guys that did his reha- rehab did did a really, really good job with him. And um, they say, he said that whenever he catches the ball or whenever he gets in his, the ball in his hands, um, he t- basically he takes it to another gear. And, you know, um, he said he the, the burst that he's developed, you know, once he gets the ball in his hands is just um, – is, is really standing out to him at this point in the, in the, in OTAs. Um, and then, you know, next is one thing that was kind of a topic of discussion uh, during the off season is, you know, Reggie Ragland, he was kind of looking a little big. 
um, mm-hmm. a little out of shape, but you know he's coming and he's looked he's looked pretty good. What do you think? Yeah, definitely from the pictures I've I've seen from him, he looks to be in pretty good shape. He uh, we kind of talked about how uh, a few times how he he's not really doesn't really fit in this defense that well as, as some of the other linebackers do. And I think he probably realizes that and he's no he knows he needs to be on the top of his game. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he definitely looks from pictures that I've seen. He's, he definitely looks a lot better than he did last year, like uh, size wise. And yeah, so he looks he definitely has looks a little leaner than last year. Yeah. And there was another thing. Um, I think it was Kent Swanson who was obviously at practice today um, with the team because, you know, the media, the media is allowed to go to practices. And he, he even said, you know, he doesn't have like numbers or anything like that, like weight numbers, like, based off of what Raglan was this year, last year versus this year. But he said, based purely off of what he, his eyes, he said, Raglan definitely looks to be in better shape. And Raglan was a guy that was, you know, he came out of college and he was one of those inside linebackers that, um, you know, he didn't run great. And, uh, and then he had the knee problem um, in his first year in Buffalo. And, but he was six one, you know, I think he was like 247 pounds. So like, he wasn't even a small guy or he wouldn't even like, like super like uh lean basically is yeah. the word that I'm going for out of college. So and and a guy that's six one two forty seven doesn't really have a role in this offense if he's not super fast. If he's not a freak athlete, mm-hmm. you know, or a uh, right. role in this defense. I'm I apologize. Um unless he's a Sam linebacker. Um and you know Raglan's not a Sam linebacker. So the talk from from the coaches, I believe particularly Spagnolo said Raglan's best best suited as a Mike linebacker in this defense. And, you know, as it stands now, he's running with the ones. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. There's a couple pictures of him breaking up some passes and, you know, he looks, he looks pretty good physically. So I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully we can get something out of Ragland this last year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Then moving on to the next uh, update, we kind of have the, some some pictures or videos are kind of starting to surface from Mahomes to the, to Hardman. You know that's getting everybody excited. This this new guy that we got in there, and uh, for with our first pick, and uh, it's it's definitely uh, something that it's going to start getting exciting in the Chiefs Chiefs Kingdom, and definitely exciting to me uh, as far as um, just just seeing on a video. It's going to be pretty exciting on Sundays when we get to actually see them work. Yeah, and and um, another thing, I mean, we saw the video of the deep pass to. Hardman, uh, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, but uh, we saw that one. And then today they said that there was there was a deep pass to Hardman that you know he just he dropped um, today. But they said it was it was absolutely beautiful. You know, every they did everything right, and then you know he just dropped the pass at the end. But um, you know, so that's that's one thing I'm looking forward to. And you know, Mahomes was giving Hardman a little bit of tough love on Twitter mm-hmm. <laughs> last week whenever he said you know you got to keep running or whatever he said. But um, you know, so. You know, I hope these guys are building a relationship. And, you know, yeah. like we've discussed a couple of times before, um, I don't know if or when Tyreek Hill is going to come back this year. But um, if Tyreek comes back, you know, that Hardman Hill on the outside with uh, Sammy Watkins in the slot, you know, and then Kelsey at tight end. That, and that's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's, that's going to be terrifying because that that is so much freaking speed. And, you know, you know these guys, I, I, I don't know. You know, you usually have – one cornerback that is is fast you know um but to have you're gonna have to have three cornerbacks yeah 
that run a 4-4 and can keep up with these dudes because if they get a release on you, they can just go straight down the field and, and there's, no one's going to stop you, especially if you are if you have one high safety and, and you don't have any help over the top. You're just going to... You're gonna get burned every time, but but yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to that uh, Mahomes to Mahomes to Hardman connection. Yeah, and I think that like we you tell a little bit about the relationship. You hope they build relationships. I think that seeing those things on Twitter where he's giving him shit, uh, Mahomes is giving him you know a little bit of flack for slowing down on the deep balls, and he like he comes back and says, you know, I'm not used to catching the stuff out of a cannon. You know, yeah. if they wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't be uh, they wouldn't be joking around like that if they weren't building yeah. a connection. And I think that. Uh, that's definitely a, a, a good sign of that. Yeah, and then uh, moving on to the next thing, um, you know, Chris Jones, he's still not at practice. Um, uh, he's still, I mean, he's been posting videos and stuff like that of him uh, training on his own and whatnot. And, um, you know, Spagnolo, he basically corroborated what Reed said last week, and which was, you know, he's not here. Um, we got to work with the guys that we do have and we got to let basically let the dudes that take care of contracts, take care of contracts, you know? So, um, I'm not really worried about that. Like I said last week and I'm still not worried about it. So that's just a quick update on Chris Jones. Um, and then the next thing is, is it looks as if, uh, Andrew Wiley is running with the first team, um, in it left guard. So that's kind of a change. You know, it was Cameron Irving last year. Wiley got hurt. You know, Mitch Morse got hurt, so they had to throw Reeder in it at center. You know, the, the offensive line's been mixed up. And then um, and then with LDT injured as well, um, they're a right guard. You know, they had to move Wiley over and anyway, so on and so forth. And, you know, with all these guys back and healthy, um, we got Wiley at left guard, and then we got uh, Duvernay Tardif at, at right guard. So I'm liking that. Um, what do you think? Do you like – do you like the uh, prospects of Wiley being the starting left guard this season? Yeah, like you said, he got he got, he was injured last year and kind of lost his spot there, and so we had to move some guys around. I think getting everybody back to you know where they normally played and where they're best suited at is going to definitely help out the O line. I think Wiley's uh, definitely a solid player, and uh, getting everybody back to where they were is going to be uh, a definitely an improvement for the offensive line. Yeah, and I think you know. We even saw, you know, Wiley in a short period of time. Um, he developed quite a bit, and I believe he won. He was our offensive rookie of the year, wasn't he? If I'm correct, uh, I believe he was. I don't remember. I think, was, I think he was our offensive rookie of the year last year. But anyway, um, nonetheless, um, Wiley is is the left guard right now, and you know, with Breeder at center um, and then LDT back, you know, we're gonna have kind of a different look offensive line this year. We haven't seen this group of guys together. Um, especially with LDT getting hurt early in the season last year. So sure. uh, moving on to the next topic, um, that is, you know, Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew are like basically the undeniable leaders of that defense. You know, they bring these guys up to the podium and they talk about, you know, how they're trying to get everybody in check and stuff like that. And that's something we've lacked quite a bit over the past uh, several years with, you know, with Barry being hurt and, and Derek Johnson retiring. At the time, those were our two guys. It was Eric Barry and Derek Johnson, you know, and um, those were the vocal guys. And, and now it's Clark and Matthew. And I think that's something that we really lacked last year. Um, I think that was a lot of issues that led to a lot of issues for our defense last season. And that was not having a vocal leader on the field. 
Definitely. I think a lot of times last year, you would just see guys lined up in the wrong spot and like nobody correct, nobody corrected them, you know, with, you know, those, when Eric Berry finally came back and he was, those videos of him yelling at him to get, get mm-hmm. in place. And I was like, you, we needed that. And a lot of, a lot, a lot of time the last year when he was gone and, um, and definitely. If, and if I remember correctly, that was, he was yelling at Fuller, right? Yeah. I believe so. I and, Fuller. you know, and, and Fuller's a guy, he's a veteran, you know? Yeah. Like, so it, it, it's weird because like, it makes you wonder, like, was Bob Sutton doing anything about it? I, Did he yeah, just I, let those guys go out there and run what they thought they were supposed to be running? You know? know, and like, and then where was where was the responsibility from, you know, from guys that we did have out there? Obviously, like guys like Hitchens or Houston or or Ford, you know, they can't they don't see what's going on behind them, mm-hmm. so they don't know. But like, what about like Ron Parker and and Sorensen whenever he came back and. You know what? Where were these guys? Did they just not say anything? Maybe I, I don't know. It just makes you wonder, like, how often last year were people lined up in the wrong spot? How often yeah. last year were people filling the wrong gap? You know, that yeah. it, it just like may I don't know. Like, could they have won? Could they have gone? Have the, could they have won the Super Bowl if that wasn't the case? Like, could they have won the Super Bowl with the defense that they had? if they just had somebody telling them what they were supposed to do correctly. Right. So I don't know. It just pisses me off. I have no doubt. I have no doubt in my mind that, I mean, even going back to, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, just like the fundamentals of things sometimes like the, just D Ford lines up on sides. You know, there's a lot of different things in that game that you can't put it all on D Ford, but just, that's just another thing that happens. And I fully believe if we, if we, won that game we beat the Rams in the Super Bowl I don't think that they were going to beat us twice in the same year mm-hmm. uh and I I just I I mean going going back to what we were originally talking about Clark and Matthew leading I think that uh, yeah we've definitely lacked that and that they're they're definitely coming in here and uh, there's videos of Matthew telling people where to go and there's you know Clark's definitely uh taking over a leadership role from what I've seen and uh having those two is there's there's not going to be the same mistakes that there were last year they're going to they're going to get on guys if they're if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing because uh you know but they all they all both want to get to they all both want another super they want a super bowl win and mm-hmm. um you know they're going to come in here and get on guys if they're not doing what they're doing and we're supposed to be lined up I, don't, I just don't think that uh they're going to let that, that that type of thing slide like they like things were happening last year and definitely the addition of a different coordinator is is going to be a big factor in that as well like you said Sutton just allow Sutton just allowing this stuff to happen. I don't think uh, Spagnuolo is gonna gonna put up with that either. Yeah, and it makes you wonder. Like, did they? Obviously, they watched film. Obviously, yeah. they had they had film sessions and stuff like that. But like, makes you wonder. Like, what did they do in film sessions? Like, did Sutton yeah. say, "Hey, like D Ford, dog, you"? And I'm not gonna lie. Last year, whenever we watched the games, there were several times where D Ford was lined up in the neutral zone and yeah. not it didn't even get called there were yeah. several times he was lined up and his head was his head was in there his hand was in there you know and um so it really makes you wonder like did he never correct that at any point um and then a thing with like frank clark is is frank clark you know he got drafted in 2015 um and the seahawks you know they won their super bowl in 2013 so um he's been around that culture he's been around that culture that whole time um that super bowl winning culture and you know i i think he brings a little bit of that to kansas city um and then they have the same thing in brendan daly as well uh the 
the coach from from the uh, Patriots. Um, you know, they got they got him, and he's got a few Super Bowl rings. Um, so you know, Veach went out, and he definitely sacked this defense with guys um, that have a little bit of a taste mm-hmm. of, of that Super Bowl culture, and and they're not afraid to go get it. So, yeah. um, you know, so so Clark and Matthew. Um, along with, you know, they're going to have Chris Jones and then, you know, hopefully a leader um, from the linebacker core emerges. That's that's what I'm really hoping for is because there's not like there's not a, a, a for sure leader in that group um, if if Hitchens isn't that guy. Um, and if Hitchens isn't that guy, then I'm, I'm not really sure who is, but for sure. So Clark and Matthew, man, um, along with Jones and I think those guys are going to come in and and they're gonna they're gonna take over that defense, and they're gonna they're gonna take it to the next level. I'm I'm hoping for top ten. What about you? Yeah, I I'm going. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna go top ten quite yet. I I mean, you know that I would love, would love that, but uh, I'd say top fifteen for sure. Top fifteen is was my was my prediction. Probably around thirteen yeah. or fourteen is my my guess. Yeah, I'd be I'd be happy with top fifteen, um, but it de- it definitely, man, with the way Clark and the way. The way that Clark and, and uh, Chris Jones are talking, you know, I, I'm wondering if they'll combine for, you know, 35 sacks. They gonna combine for, if they combine for 30 sacks, I'll be happy. I'll be I'll be oh, ecstatic. Yeah. I'll be more than happy. I'll be ecstatic. You know, and I, that's that's even a high prediction. But you know, Clark's in here. You know, if those two guys can feed off of each other, and if they can open up, if they can open up. Uh, you know, pass rushing lanes for each other, and um, they can they can break up break up those gaps a little bit for for those stunts that Spagnolo is going to implement. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think this D line especially is going to have a crazy year. And you yeah. know, if those guys can get pressure on the quarterback, then you know it's definitely going to help the defensive backs. You know, who who we still lack a number one corner. Um, I think it'll definitely help them. So, and I think that. Uh, Chris Jones has to be excited to have these two guys on the team because uh, he was one of the guys that had you know had an edge to him and, and he was, was he the was guy, guy. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is like the, when when we would be down like he'd be trying to pump the whole team, pump you know pump the fans yeah. up, pump you get them all going, and they would just kind of just look at him or just kind of just blankly stare ahead. And he was the only one. so getting Frank Clark and Matt Tyron in there. They're both those those that triple you know they're, they they the, those. Wow, can't talk. They should all, you know, be happy getting getting together and having a little edge on this defense compared to last year. Yeah, and, and while I mean D Ford had a fantastic year, you know, I mean he was a great player. He had 13 sacks and seven forced fumbles or whatever it was. But you know, he was never that he was never that raw raw guy. Um, and outside of Chris Jones, they didn't have anyone. No. I mean D Ford didn't do it. Justin Houston's always been a quiet a quiet worker and. And then, uh, so behind Chris Jones, it was just pretty much silence. And, you know, Chris Jones was worried about doing his own thing in there. And, um, you know, he was, I mean, he did his best to, to pump up the defense, but obviously it wasn't enough. So, you know, he's definitely got some help back there now. But anyway, moving on to the next topic. Um, did you watch the first episode of the franchise yesterday? Yeah, I, I did. Yep. And, ah, uh, man, it was uh, it was real tough to watch the beginning of that episode. I did. I when they first started playing, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if I can <laughs> see this again. But uh, you know, it, it's definitely tough to watch the beginning of it and see how close we were. See that I put a tweet out earlier uh, on my other Twitter account. I was just 
talking about how it, it's so tough to see, you know, Brady know, knows he threw the pick. He knows the game's over. He kind of starts walking over. Yeah. And I was like, I, I just like at that moment, I was in the, I was in the, in the crowd, probably freaking out with my dad. And I just, we're hugging, I remember hugging each other. We're like, we're going to the Super Bowl, but we're going to the Super Bowl. I look over and I see the flag on the ground and I, I just, we just were both silent at that. The whole stadium was silent after that happened. It was just insane. And uh, it's, it's so tough to be that close and have something so little like that mess it up but um yeah it definitely going but I, I you know we get on there and hear Mahomes talk about how uh you, we we just got to get better and Reed says the same thing and you can't really focus on those little things you just got to get keep getting better and definitely gets you excited for the season and uh definitely got my blood blood pumping a little bit yeah and then speaking of the game the New England game yeah man I was I was sitting in a bar in Arlington Texas full of you know, there was, I think there was one Patriots fan there, and they weren't even sitting in the bar room. They were sitting, like, in the actual restaurant itself. But, um, you know, we're sitting there, and I have my Chiefs jersey on, my Mahomes jersey on, and my girlfriend's got her Chiefs shirt on. And we have a flag, you know, and every time the Chiefs do something, because they were down, what was it? They were down, like, 14 to, or 21 to 3 or something like that. Yeah, it was rough. And then they came back, you know, so everybody, everybody in the bar, nobody was Chiefs fans. We were the only ones. Everybody's rooting for us. And then that yeah. play happens, and you know everybody's high fiving us. And then the flag came out, and I was like, honestly, as soon as that happened, I was like, I knew, I knew it was over. Oh yeah. Because I was like, we just like, I was like, we're not gonna get the ball back. Like I knew, just, I just in my gut, I knew we weren't gonna win the coin toss. Oh, oh yeah. And, like that was our chance. And you, you don't, know, you don't get second chances when it comes to beating the Patriots. No, you don't. Especially when it's that close. I mean, yeah. if we're beating them, you know, forty to. 14 or whatever it was a couple years ago that's that's a little bit different story but not right. not at this stage in the season and you know i think i think we'll i think we'll take that next step this year and um Definitely. it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see what happens with the patriots because gronk has always been their catalyst yep um and so i'm interested to see what I, i'm interested to see what's going to happen but um i mean obviously brady's going to brady but at some point he's got to drop off you know yeah it has to at some point you'd think yeah, at some point he's got to decline and um but anyway you know we were talking about the franchise not the patriots so um speaking on the franchise you know i loved it because <laughs> it's funny because the chiefs aren't the type of team that puts out content like that that often no. um and i uh, the colts did it um they did a draft special type thing like kind of like what we saw um that just kind of highlights and outlines the draft process. And I, I remember a bunch of people were like haggling the chiefs. Like, why, why don't we have this? Like, why can't we do this? And, you know, I don't know if they were planning on it before, but you know, we, somebody, somebody decided to do it. And, you know, I really, I really love it. And um, it was awesome. But uh, honestly, whenever they called me Cole Hardman and then, um, and then the episode was over, I was expecting it to keep going. Yeah. I forgot that it was like a serious thing, and I was so disappointed. I was like, "Oh yeah. my gosh!" Like, I don't know. Did they say if it's like a weekly thing? Like, are they going to do that on Wednesdays every week? Or I think it's a I think it's a weekly thing. Yeah, I hope it is. Like, I hope that I hope the next episode like doesn't come out like after training camp or something, or else I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I, we'll thought said, I thought it said a weekly thing, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I hope I hope that's they they just like teased us with with the phone call to me and then i was like that's such bs i was like i'm yeah. done 
I was like, now I'm, I I just like turned off my TV and like went to dinner. I was I was so pissed off, but <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, it was fun to watch that the second part of it at least. Yeah. So, all right. Well, second week of OTAs is done. Um, you know, we got got week three coming up, and then um, you know, it's off to the races with with mini camp, um, and then and then training camp after that. So, you know, the off season's definitely heating up. Um, the June 1st deadline, which for those of you that don't know, the June 1st deadline is, um, I'm not exactly sure like what, what it, um, like what bonuses themselves are paid out. Um, I believe it's like roster bonuses and stuff like that, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, they're paid out on June 1st. And, um, so it, it, what it means for a lot of guys is, um, it reduces their, the dead money, um, after June 1st. So a lot of guys are going to get cut um on saturday possibly and and we can might or we might hear a lot about guys that are possibly getting cut or you know possibly getting traded so there might be some guys that the chiefs are interested in uh, we'll hear more about that probably next week um and then as for that i hope we hear some more about tyreek hill in the near future um i'm not sure if we will or or when we will but uh, i'm hoping for some some resolve in that aspect um you know, one way or another, but I'm just tired of that situation. I'm ready for it to be over. So, um, yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I think that either way, whatever happens, I just want it to be done with at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just ready for it to be over. So I know what direction we need to go in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, that's about it for episode 12 guys. Thank you for listening. Um, and thank you to Dion Francis for coming on our show. Uh, we really, really enjoyed it. Um, we'd love to have you back sometime. Um, but anyway, thank you guys for listening again. And uh, hopefully we'll be doing a giveaway soon. So keep an eye out. And we'll see you guys next week. All right, have a good one, guys. Thanks for listening. Go Chiefs.